Hello, everybody. Welcome to Thanks for the Lyrics. Ah, it's a weekly deep dive podcast into a single lyric from a single Follow Boy song. Holy shit. I am <laughs> coming in hot. This is an incredible energy. Catch. I am here for it. Tracy. I am Donnie James Anderson, your second host. I'm your third host who didn't hear what Tracy said. I, so I either. I was talking in class. I'm just gonna I said go I, I'm the biggest off catch. of what James said. And once again Tracy said it and I was talking over it. So I'm just gonna say <laughs> I'm Aaron. I said I'm the biggest catch. You are the biggest catch. You'll never catch a bigger one than me. It's You're true. such a catch. Thank you. I've been saying that to everyone who will listen, which is no one. What was that Jennifer Garner, Steve Zahn movie that was like catch? Listen. And re- it's catch and release. Catch and release. Yeah. That is, <sighs> that is a movie. Yeah. That's my dating style. I think Steve <laughs> Zahn was in that. I love Steve Zahn. I like Steve yeah, Zahn. Yeah. Hey, Tracy, what, what track are we doing? So, uh, this today, we are discussing what a catch, Donnie, which isn't a compliment as far as I can grasp. And uh, James wants to tell you about it, doesn't he now? Who's ready to smile? E- Me. Stop it. Hopefully it's, fucking not, no it's not a good song. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, this was the second digital download single and third radio single from their fourth studio album. That's fun. And it was released as part of the build up to the album on October 14th, 2008. It charted at number 94 in the US and 95 in Canada. So, in the, so Donnie in the song refers to a singer named Donny Hathaway. And then also in the song, there is a reference to Miss Flack. That is referring to uh, Roberta Flack, uh, who is also a singer. And they did two, well, like one and a half duet albums. And they did one, and then a couple years later, they got together to do another one. But then, uh, when they were like halfway done, Donny Hathaway uh, jumped off a building and, and died. I saw places that were like, alleged suicide or like uh assumed like suicide so i don't know if there's like a question about if it was or if they just like i mean like we can't tell because whatever but uh yeah i wonder like if there was no note in theory he could have fallen or something um i also saw something about like this song is like what a catch being like catching yourself from jumping almost like an imagined alternate universe where he stopped himself from jumping Mm-hmm. which feeds into the bigger theme of this of this song which is that it is basically a song from Pete to Patrick basically promising him that he would never uh contemplate suicide again which is what the line that Elvis Costello sings that has previously on the album appeared in Head First Slide into Cooperstown on a Bad Bet about I will never, what is it? And I will never end up like him behind my back I already am. Yeah, exactly. I will never end up like him behind my back I already am. All that stuff um, is about I'm not going to commit suicide like Donny Hathaway. I wanted to talk about just real briefly the behind yeah. my back I already am because uh, yeah. it just feels like that means like no, but I am, though. Like, he attempted twice, right. so he already is like him. He just, it didn't, God, saying it didn't work or, you know, yeah, whatever, I mean, it doesn't they, seem like the right yeah, way to say no. it. Like, it, 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 was, it was... Unsuccessful. Un... Fortunately, it yeah. was not a successful yeah. attempt. And it, it just as easily, you know, Donnie could have 
tried in a different way right. that led to him surviving right. like Pete. So basically they are the same, just the circumstances are, you know, worked out better right. for Pete. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I guess this seems sort of esoteric now, but I looked to in uh, Roberta Flack's lyrics to see if there was any place where she sang the line, I want you back or I still want you back to see if that was like a specific reference to a Roberta Flack song, perhaps from one of the albums they did together. I didn't find anything related to that. So I'm not sure what that means. Mm -hmm. If it was more of like in an interview thing or if it was like an imagined thing that she was saying. I mean, I have a theory. Oh yeah, please. It feels like after all this time, like I still wish you were here sort of thing, which is very simple, but that's like, you know, Miss Flack said, I still want you back. Yeah. The kind of whole, like I still, you know, want you back here. Yeah. Yeah. And then I found this thing in Wikipedia that said, it is one of the few ballads by Fall Out Boy. As said in an interview, Pete Wentz said that the song was written in thoughts of his friendship with the lead singer, Patrick Stump. He wanted to show his fondness toward, quote, one of his best friends in the business, end quote. Um, Although the band were on hiatus, which stretched between 2009 and 2013, Wentz and Stump still supported each other's new releases. We're going to get to the lyric, but before we get to the lyric, let's just briefly discuss the thing that for for a long time, James, this person right here speaking right now, thought of as sort of the only thing in this song. I would like to take that back now, and I see now that it is a much richer tapestry, but this song contains a medley of previously sung Fall Out Boy lyrics. First of, uh, the first thing that happens is that Elvis Costello comes in to sing the chorus from Cooperstown, Headverse Legend is Cooperstown, uh, and he apparently had bronchitis when that happened, and so he just sort of like came in and sang it and was was great it was like it was spontaneous he sort of just came in did it and then was was gone so it's kind of kind of cool and patrick stump talked about it being a big sort of hero moment for him and then Mm -hmm. the other singers of the medley are all people that were on decay dance i think is how you pronounce the the Mm -hmm. label that Mm -hmm. pete started so it starts with uh, a line from uh, Grand Theft Autumn, Where Is Your Boy, which is uh, sung by Gabe Supporta from Covert Starship in Midtown. Then it goes into Travi McCoy from Gym Class Heroes singing from uh, Sugar, We're Going Down. Then Brendan Urie uh, sings the chorus of Dance Dance in the most Brendan Urie, I'm going to make this my own way. <laughs> like I'm like, of course that's Brendan. Like, he's like, nope, I'm going to sing it this way. Here we go. Dance, dance. Like It's It's hilarious. Then Doug Newman, who was the general management for Crush Management, which claims Decay Dance as part of its roster. So this was just a guy saying uh, from This Ain't a Scene, It's an Arms Race. Then uh, Alexander DeLeon from The Cab sang from Thanks for the Memories. And William Beckett from The Academy Is sang from Growing Up, which you'll remember was on uh, Fall Out Boy's Evening Out with Your Girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, and William Beckett is one of their oldest friends. I think the Academy is mm-hmm. uh, sort of came up with them and stuff. So that was why he sang that sort of like early on song uh, from their catalog. Yeah. And that's like one of the only times that Fall Out Boy even acknowledges that that album exists. I had never heard that song before in my entire life. Heard of it. Heard it mentioned. Yeah. Anything. I was like, what is this? I recognize all the rest of them. Right. And then we started yeah. this podcast. And then we started this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> 
I thought it was just something they threw it in there like, oh, here's an example of all of our stuff. We're just going to say growing up like we're growing up, yeah. which, you know, is probably why they have it <laughs> arranged that way. But it's also an actual song. The original line was, I guess this is growing up. And they're like, no, 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 that's not Fall Out Boy. Uh, I guess. You can't do that. They just change just change across. The, yeah. Mark Hoppus yeah. was like, you can't use that. You can't, you can't, there's a, I've probably brought this up before with a podcast I've done with you, Aaron, but there's a, um, a video by, hold on, All Time Low, that at one point it goes, it cuts to, uh, Pete standing in the crowd and, and it has like a caption that says, ugh, these guys are just a ripoff of Fall Out Boy. And it cuts to just behind him and Mark Hoppus is, is, uh, like, ugh, Fall Out Boy and All Time Low are just ripoffs of, of Blink-182 and... <laughs> It's really funny. That's funny. <laughs> so, yeah. So that is the uh, the medley. There are lots of interesting theories about sort of the order that things are put in and what they sort of uh, mean that you can find. I think it's really cool. But I thought I think that we are correct in having picked line a different line from this song to discuss. Yes, and that line that we have chosen is as follows. I got troubled thoughts and the self-esteem to match. What a catch. What a catch. And all I can think of is the way I'm the one who charmed the one who gave up on you. Who gave up on you. I Hmm. love this song. I do too. It's very sad. It is. Good. I always forget which one is the one that's in the other song. Because I've got troubled thoughts and the self-esteem to match. I'm like... Is that the one that's in the other song? Or is like when I was not doing a follow up boy podcast right. about it. Like I knew I knew that one was in the other, but uh it's such an iconic it's like a it's a very, very good hooky uh chorus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you mean the quote from Head First Slide? Right, right. I was I, I always got mean? confused yeah. about whether okay. What a Catch Donnie was the song without any other follow up boy songs in it. Gotcha. I thought up until um well, I, I won't say that I thought it all along, but so I didn't know anything about the Donny Hathaway stuff until mm-hmm. tonight. But for the longest time, I have kind of low-key thought that this song was about Donny Darko. Mm. For, with, I have nothing to substantiate that, that, except is. the name Donny is also the name of that movie. And then I also, for a very long time, thought that uh, Elvis Costello w- was Patrick. Mm, interesting. Like, I didn't realize that it was not Patrick singing, which I think Patrick would be flattered by. Uh-huh. Um, it does make me sound like a very bad Fall Out Boy fan. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I don't think so. There's a song. Patrick's got range, so it's like he can That's sound true. Different. There's a song that I can't think of what it is that now that I hear it, I'm like, I can't believe I ever thought those were the same singer. But I thought that it was just this, the normal singer changing his voice to sound like lower or higher when it was just... Is it this song? It wasn't this song, because I knew Elvis Costello's voice pretty well. Because I mm-hmm. like music and, like, know about stuff. I'm just joking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I'm Aaron not, I mean, I'm not music joking. Doesn't but, like, know about I hate anything. music and I don't know about stuff. Right, exactly, that's what I'm saying. Thank you. Thank you for putting yeah. that in a, in a more concise way. No, I don't, uh-huh. I don't remember what it is. You can thank Tracy for that one. I just repeated what she great. said. Hey, Aaron, great Cause job. Because not only do I hate music and I don't know about stuff, I also have no original thoughts. I was just <laughs> saying that to you the other day, Aaron. God. I know. Um, I don't know what I don't remember what it was, but like, it's funny how when you aren't in the mindset of this is a different person singing, how your brain mm-hmm. is willing to be like, 
they're probably just doing something funny with their voice on this one. <laughs> like that's yeah. a literal We're just going to hear else. it like we hear everything else. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. literally someone else. So troubled thoughts and the self-esteem to match. So troubled self-esteem. Yeah. Case closed. Mm-hmm. Done. Yep, done. Check. Got it. What a catch. What a catch. So let's talk about Fishing. the many done. different meanings of what a catch. <laughs> sure. <laughs> So there's fishing. We there's should, baseball. Oh, there's fi- I wasn't thinking of fishing. But there's sex. Well, but the music video takes place out like on a boat out on the water. So I don't know why you weren't thinking Someone about fishing because about that's the obvious the one. Fishing, uh, the genius page the genius page talked yeah. about Patrick is a fisherman. So it's it's almost like Pete's the catch. Patrick's the fisherman. And that's, you know, Patrick's getting Pete and Pete's kind of like, you know, I got these troubled thoughts and I got this bad self-esteem and you caught me. Uh, sorry. There's, friend. um, sorry. I just wanted to, uh, the really quick, uh, on the Believers Never Die Greatest Hits album, uh, Patrick, <gasps> wait a minute, wait a minute, <gasps> wait a minute. Patrick sings it on that album. Yeah, because they couldn't get the right. um, oh. licensing or whatever for Elvis Costello. Yeah. For the Elvis Costello's voice track for it. Is that why you thought it was Patrick? Because you heard that version? I mean, it's possible that way back originally that's why. But no, it, it's on Like, even now, knowing that it's Elvis Costello, mm. I hear it and I'm like, man, maybe it's because he had bronchitis. Like, maybe it's because he wasn't feeling 100%, so maybe. he doesn't quite sound exactly the way... I know him to sound and Patrick does have a lot of range and does different things with his voice. So yeah, I don't know. It took me a long time to realize that Elton John was on save rock and roll. I was like, who is like, it wasn't that I thought it was Patrick, but I was like, why do I know this voice? (laughs) (laughs) This is how good at music I am. You guys so good at music. There's so there's what a catch. Like (laughs) boy, that guy sure is a catch. Like how Tracy Mm -hmm. said she was a catch at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then like a catch, like finding a mistake, a mistake, like good catch. Oh, good catch. Yep. And I think. Uh, a catch I think, a cold. Good, That's hey, how you what get a, sick. <laughs> oh man, you got a cold. What a catch. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the actual physical catching of something that right. is falling or dropping right. or whatever. A fallout boy, right. if you will. Which mm-hmm. is, I mean... Like James said before we started recording, he was playing around with the song title and said, What Tracy Catch Donnie, which would have been helpful for Donnie if someone would have done that. So there's also that, like, what a catch. Someone's like, what catch? Which, yeah, which doesn't really fit, but. Well, I mean, in a way, there is like a what a catch because, you know, Donnie did not survive, but Pete did. Mm. Right. So it's like... Like Donnie caught there's, Pete. There's like a... Whatever, whatever you think it was that kind of caught Pete and kept him from... Pulled him back. You know, going under. Yeah. Is yeah. whether whether it, whether it's, you know, Pete or Patrick or, you know... Mm-hmm. Angels in the God or the universe studio. or yeah. whatever. Whatever it is right. that you believe that it is. Something pulled Pete back from the brink. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think that's true. I think that's, that's, that's good. I also can we go back to uh, troubled thoughts and self esteem to match? Uh-huh. Yes, absolutely. So if you have troubled thoughts and self esteem to match, so I can I can see bad self esteem. Uh huh. But like if you have troubled thoughts and really good self esteem, maybe your self esteem, and maybe I'm thinking of self image. 
Well, what if like, like if- troubled thoughts usually means troubled bad, but troubled self-esteem maybe doesn't mean bad self-esteem. Maybe it means like almost unidentifiable or too good that mm. you're a narcissist. I guess I guess like... troubled thoughts and a self-esteem to match if you're talking about really good self-esteem, that would involve you hurting others, I suppose, at the end of the day. Like, right. I think I'm God and Better so I everyone. get to whatever. I've I've always interpreted it interpreted it as you know troubled thoughts like i'm even not knowing that this was kind of an an ode to his promise to patrick i've Mm -hmm. always viewed it as you know like pete is he's got these i mean you know he's he's got troubled thoughts like he's you know on antidepressants and anti-anxiety medications and he's got the the pull of fame and celebrity but also he's a very intelligent person and he probably he seems like he is a fairly well-grounded person now yeah and probably was up to a point and then when he got famous he probably got pulled off of that path a little bit so there's i've always kind of viewed it as there's a lot of push and pull in pete's brain for exactly like where does he want to go who does he want to be just in terms of fame versus trying to maintain a sense of self and all that and then the self-esteem to match kind of goes along with that there's a lot of push and pull where the media and the paparazzi and the fans are holding him up on this pedestal Mm. but he probably Mm. just feels like he's some dude yeah i mean right you know he he recognizes the the way the fans see him and that he is a celebrity but he probably just feels like a normal guy who happened to have fallen into mm-hmm. this fame thing. And so he probably, I would imagine that some of his troubled thoughts go along with the fact that his self-esteem kind of wavers depending on everybody else right. thinks I'm so great, but I don't necessarily feel like I'm that great, but they're all telling me I'm that great. Yeah. So yeah. I've always gotten like a push and pull. <laughs> like I haven't been able to do the dishes in four days, but here's the paparazzi telling me I'm a god and I'm amazing and anyone would be lucky, but I can't right. do the dishes. Like, right. Because right. you live it. You don't get to see, yeah. you know, just the things that the public sees. I like that a lot, Aaron. What if Thank you said this is a stretch, but okay. what I if it's, it already. I've got troubled thoughts and self-esteem to match Donny Hathaway. Oh, interesting like i'm feeling i'm having the same kind of issues as he uh-huh. was and so that's yeah i, mean, I don't I think like that's that a fits. stretch at all i think yeah. that's entirely possible yeah it's almost like you see yourself in him and so then that's the catch yeah oh, what's the catch mm-hmm. like uh oh no that's it's what a catch but like what's the catch is like what is the drawback yeah. of something right it's not what's the right. catch, it's what a catch. No, like, but it, no, but if you think about it as, you know, what's the catch? Well, that's the catch. Mm-hmm. What a catch, yeah. huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what a catch. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. There's a catch yeah. to this and what a catch. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Huh. I just do like to think uh, Pete, like, pours out his heart and writes this song and hands it to Patrick, and Patrick's like, yeah, that's good, we'll record it in the morning, and puts it away, and Pete's like, uh... That's my heartfelt ode to our friendship. Could you please read it again? Pete didn't even mean it to be a song. He just like wrote Patrick a poem inside a greeting card. 
they're in the for middle like of National recording. Best Friends Day. <laughs> Patrick starts singing this, and Pete's like, "What the fuck?" Patrick's like, "Patrick's like, kind of weird delivery for your next set of lyrics, but I mean, okay." He takes his wheelchair over to the keyboard and starts. Guess what? We got Elvis Costello to record, and Pete's like, "Oh no, it. I mean, okay." <laughs> I guess. Like, Patrick opens up. It's like one of those singing cards. Pete recorded this, <laughs> singing it to Patrick. Aww. Like, Patrick's Good like song, buddy. And this this intern Donnie is like, "Hey, we should put that on the album." And they're like, "Hey, Donnie, what a catch!" But we're not yeah. gonna we're gonna seed the the internet with not you. So sorry, Donnie. not you. Donnie gets the call. He's like, hey, uh, Miss Flack wants you back at the store later today. Barbara you Flack. You forgot from your the... prescription. <laughs> anyway, um, that was fun. So what I really wanted to talk about here is this next line, which yeah. is all yeah. I can think of. So is the way I'm the one who charmed the one who gave up on you. So always pictured this and i i'm wondering about the perspective shift if there's like a this is pete writing from the point of view of patrick or vice versa or whatever um but it's like i charmed the one who gave up on you so i charmed the person i brought Mm -hmm. someone into our lives that ended up really hurting you Mm. is how i've always interpreted this but i don't know who that would be or who is the narrator in this sentence (laughs) oh my god we really don't talk about Andy and Joe enough, but <laughs> we really don't. We honestly never do, and I feel really Andy bad. Andy jumps but on I don't the call. No. He's like, "You really but there's don't." There's the thing. Here's the thing, though. It's a lyrics discussion mm. podcast, exactly. Not a drums and guitar discussion. Bring podcast. Bring some fucking lyrics, Andy. That's all I'm saying. Right. Exactly. Andy's actually dr- as he's drumming, he's like saying the alternate lyrics <laughs> that he wrote for every single song, but they didn't give him a microphone, so you can't hear it. <laughs> God, that'd be amazing. But who's the one? And okay, so I really is it is it Pete? Is Pete the I or is the I Patrick in this situation? Because the and there, it feels like a continuation. So it feels like it should still be the same I. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he also does this a lot where he adds and in. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, as like a beat. Right. I I always think of this song by Newfound Glory that Aaron doesn't like called Sunny. Which mm-hmm. is written about Jordan, the lead singer's grandfather, dying, but it was written by Chad, and so it's for a Jordan song to sing. For Jordan <laughs> to sing a song about Chad saying he's sorry Jordan's grandfather died. So there's an it says it starts like I'm sorry I heard about the bad news today, but it's like it's me Chad speaking through Jordan's mouth. So I think that like <laughs> I'm the one who charmed the one who char- you know be, yeah. that being Pete putting words in Patrick's mouth would be kind of right. an interesting interpretation of that, which I think is sort of what you were saying. Because if, if a Pete is the, the one that has troubled thoughts and self-esteem to match, they, f- it feels like Pete would be the one who had been given up on. So it would make sense mm-hmm. if Patrick was the one that charmed the person who gave up him, or it could be Pete charmed someone, brought them in when he was low and then got them in their group or whatever and then gave up on Patrick. What if it's Chris from Grenade Jumper? Oh. Wow. And we solved I... it. We solved it. May I offer I know we solved it, but may I offer an alternate theory? Yes. What Matt if has lots of solutions? It's suddenly from Patrick's perspective and all Patrick can think of 
is the way he's the one who charmed Pete, the one who gave up on Pete. He gave up on himself. That's <gasps> exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yep. okay. That's, that's my interpretation. I like that. Too. It's probably yeah. Chris. 100, like 99% almost definitely like Chris, Chris from Grenade Jumper, but... One percent. Yep. This thing that Aaron and I both definitely think it is. I'm the one who turned the one. Yeah. Or. 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 Who gave up on you is not the one who. So now all I can think of is the way I'm the one who charmed the one. Okay, stop. Who gave up on you? Who gave up on you? Who? It's a question. Who did it? Who, who? gave up on you? Possibly. Was it? Was it pop up? Wentz? Was it Mama Wentz? Was Pete, it no. Miss Brisket from first grade? Pete, no, Pete notoriously liked Miss Brisket from first grade. That's it's not her. Okay. Um, Thank you. Was it Miss Flack, his fifth grade math teacher? Oh, it's definitely. I want you back because you failed math. Oh no! Water just came out Tracy's nose. I'm okay. What, no, he says it's it fine. twice. So what if it's I'm the one who charmed the one who gave up on you? Who gave up on you? The second who gave up on you is the question. Like, I didn't give up on that you. That could be. You gave up on you. Yeah. What if all Pete can think of is the way Pete charmed the one, Pete, who gave up on you, Patrick? Pete gave up on Patrick. Oh. Tried to hurt himself because he had given up on everything Makes me really and sad. then came back around and managed to charm himself back er, charm but like talk himself back into right. sticking around hmm. and all he can think of is i'm i gave up on patrick and our friendship and everything else and i tried mm-hmm. to end it all and then and all that's all i can think of is that right. i'm the one who tried to end it but i'm also ultimately the one who made the decision not to Right. I don't know. And then yeah. the who gave up the second who gave up on you is just a repetition right. and it not could a be question. Just repetition, right. Right. Yeah. Cuz it is a song, but it could be no so all we've been saying so far has taken place after the situation has resolved, he said because he's a prudish man. What if it's speaking to more of a fixation in the moment? Like all I can think oh. of when I'm feeling dark and low and 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 bad is how I'm the one who I, I don't know who the specific who's and ones are right mm-hmm. <laughs> that binary code who's and ones um, <laughs> mm-hmm. but like it's like a fixation on how I'm I screwed this up for the person who you know like I'm I'm the lead screw up or you know I charmed the person who gave up on you yeah um, sort of deal like I, I think it's I think it's interesting we that we all of us were like this is him saying all I can think of after this situation is resolved is about this, how I gave up on whatever. Right. But I think, I think it also could point to all I can think mm-hmm. about when I'm feeling very low and feeling whatever is this other thing. Like, right. I, I mean, it doesn't even, it can be more even just a general thing. How like, I'm always the one who charms people into giving up on other people and stuff like that pulls people away. I get like, um, Actually, what we talked about for Cooperstown, where it's like, I'm cheating on you and you're cheating on your husband with me and like all like there's like a bad a chain of bad influences sort of that we were talking about. Mm -hmm. It sort of feels like a little bit like that, where it's like, I charmed a person who gave up on you 
and so forth and so forth and so on. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I, I like it, what we've come up with. Yeah. I do too. I, I One of my favorite things that we do is we don't have a definitive answer. Like it's like, oh, it could be this. Right. It could be this. I like that too. However the heck you want to interpret it is great. So I think yeah. I like what you said, like, and all I can think of, maybe those are the troubled thoughts. Like when I have those yeah. troubled thoughts, this is what I'm thinking about. And it's it's circular and sort of doesn't make a lot of sense, which actually also fits in with if you're thinking these thoughts and it's just like general dark, I'm to blame for X, Y, Z. Right. doesn't matter. Yep. It's just over like it's and over logical. and over and over again. It's just. Yeah. 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 Right. I like the who gave up on you being a question. Oh, yeah. I do too. One of my favorite things is when we come up with all of these really great, like, thoughtful ideas about things. And we're like, but it's definitely Chris from Granada. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, we just For came sure. up with like five really good, deep, meaningful things. <laughs> But we all know what the real answer yeah. is. Exactly. Well, we need we need our blog to get more hits, so we have to say these things. Right. Yeah. It's true. Um, so we have social media, and here it is. It is this. We are on Twitter at Thanks for the Lyrics Pod, but you're going to uh, cast your rod out, and you're going to reel back in all of the vowels, and you're going to cook them up and eat them for dinner. Mmm. Mm. Vowels. So then, mm. <laughs> um, so then that leaves you with our Twitter handle, which is thanks to the lyrics pod without any vowels in it. You can have some thanks for the lyrics cod. That doesn't make any sense. Anyways, we are also well, individually on Twitter. <laughs> it kind of does. <laughs> it rhymes not, and not cod is yet. fish. And this song might be about fishing. We could brand thanks for the lyrics. We could have thanks for the lyrics brand cod. You never Ooh, know. Good. We are also individually on Twitter. I am at Unabashed James. And I'm at Unabashedly Aaron. And I am at Adil's Warlock. We are proud members of the Scavengers Network, who you can find on Twitter at ScavengersNet, or you can find on the internet at large at scavengersnetwork.com, or on Twitch at twitch.tv slash the Scavengers Network, where these days you can find people streaming like Tracy and Kyle and Aaron and Colin and Mason um, but if you stick around till May, you may <gasps> and will see a bunch of us, including this show, on the uh, Snips, the Snip Showcase, which stands for So Scavenger Network Internet Podcast Showcase. What does it stand for, Tracy? It's a Scavenger Network Indie Podcaster right. Showcase. Indie. That's totally what I said. Uh, but so lots of great shows like Blinking Will Miss It and Thanks for the Lyrics and James Nairn Minute Movie Podcasts, um, just to name a three off the top of my own personal head, uh, will be involved in that um, along with others um, from from our network and also not from our network. Um, the announcement about that will be coming soon, possibly, I don't know, before this episode comes out. We'll see. We also have a Patreon, which is at patreon.com slash thescavengersnetwork, where for $2 a month you can get access to lots of bonus content from this show and other shows. Um, it's lots of fun, everything from, like, outtakes to full episodes to sort of just throw away, like, sketches that, that people from the network do to full bonus episodes. Uh, the, um... Kids on Strikes bonus episode that we recorded back in December of 2019 good is Lord. supposedly coming out pretty soon. Well, totally different world. The first half of it is. And it's good and it's fun and I edited a lot of it and then Colin put in sound effects, I guess. So check out that and you can get all of that for $2 a month. And that's it. That's all the social medias. 
Yay! Yay! And so... We did it. Here we go into the last part of the show. It's where I say the following. And it is, hey, Fall Out Boy, thanks for the lyrics. Foley, I do. You got troubled thoughts and self-esteem to match? Well, I have I Got the Cure for You. You call this 1-800-997-3428. And we will hook you up with thoughts that aren't troubled and self-esteem to match those untroubled thoughts. That's one way hundred the number I said before. Have a good day. Hello? Hello? <laughs> yes, I have. I have troubled thoughts and the self-esteem to match. All right. Well, that will just be... Sir, can I get your credit card number and the expiration and your yes, social security? And I'm going to need mm-hmm. four vials of blood and three locks yeah. of hair. And if you would just mm-hmm. run headfirst into that wall right over yonder, uh, we'll get you hooked right up with... Oh, <laughs> ambitious, aren't she? Good. <laughs> I feel better already, I think. Okay, hit, I'm feeling a little hit, woozy. hit again one more time. One more again for me. Okay. A little harder than that. <laughs> I'm going to wake my children. <laughs> They're still awake. How are They're them thoughts? Lila's mad. Uh, I'm feeling no thoughts at all anymore. That's better I, than trouble. A guarantee. No money back now. <laughs> we took it all. It, <laughs> all right, bye. Yeah. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. SNBN News. I'm Bourbon Brosvin. We're receiving reports that a group calling itself The Scavengers Network is plotting some kind of an independent podcast showcase on Twitch.tv starting May 21st of this year. SNBN correspondent Tutley Crocus is on the scene. Good morning, Tutley. Good morning, Brosvin. Panic and excitement in the streets here today as word spreads of what the locals are calling the SNP Showcase, set to happen over the weekend of May 21st. I'm here with Yerda Burblingwork, a local business owner and self-described podcast enthusiast. Yerda, tell me, what is this SNP Showcase and what precautions are you taking? Hello, Tutley. I'm honestly a bit nervous because I only listen to the big name podcasts, you know, like the red hair funny guy from TV and the big dumb wrestling guy from Fear Factor. So I am intimidated. Apparently, they're going to pack a whole weekend full of live shows, videos and other stuff from like smaller independent creators on something called Twitch. And that just scares the daylights out of me. I'll be honest. I see. And they're calling this the Snip Showcase. What exactly are they snipping? I don't know, Tutley, but if I know one thing, it's that twitching and snippiness ain't a good sign. Somebody gave me a sticker that said snipshowcase.com, but I'll be honest, I've been too afraid to type that in anywhere. Thank you, Yerda. SNBN News, I'm Tutley Crocus. Back to you, Brosvin. Thank you, Tutley. During that interview, our IT department has loaded snipshowcase.com onto a secure virtual machine. It seems to contain all of the information pertaining to this weekend-long live-streamed podcast event. Our analysts are working to figure out what this could mean. I'm Bourbon Brosvin. Stay tuned to SNBN for more updates.